sickos. I'm LJ. And I'm Toe. And this is a special bonus episode. Woo! You know where you are. guys thanks so much for joining us for this extra special just like bonus situation that we've got for you here today yeah we're just gonna do a real quick little casual q a for you guys i think we have some questions that were sent in by our listeners right lj yeah and most of them are just like pretty generic get to know you type things but there are a couple in here that are just like different and fun and this will just be like a cute quick little something something to tide y'all over until the next episode okay let's get to it okay so first question we have here is just share an embarrassing moment What's your embarrassing moment, Toto? Oh, God. What's my embarrassing moment? You know what? I should have previewed these before we recorded. Um, God, you're putting me on the I spot. I did preview them because of who I am as a person. So I guess I'll go while you, like, marinate on it for a sec, if that sounds okay, good. Okay, great. Sounds okay. great. So this one is, like, I can barely get through this because I just cringe so bad when I think of this situation. But this is, like, pre-COVID. I was, until I think you've heard this story before, but I was looking at cruises, right? Okay. And I was going back and forth with this guy, you know, for, like, a couple of months, like, trying to just book, like, the exact right cruise package, right? Every time that I addressed this man, I was like, you know, at the beginning of my email, I was like, good morning, Raymundo. <laughs> like, good afternoon, Raymundo. I have a quick question for you or whatever. Okay. So it wasn't until like way after the fact, like way after the fact, like after COVID when I went back because I was thinking like, oh, maybe I want to go on a cruise. Maybe I should hit up Raymundo since it fell through. His name was literally never Raymundo. Stop. <laughs> it was 
<laughs> it was Raymond. And I just literally, like, I couldn't even reach back out to him because I was thinking of, like, rocket power. Like, wiggity wiggity Raymundo. You guys know what I'm talking about. If you don't, look it up. But I'm like, he just straight up let me call him Raymundo for, like, two months. That's took classic. it like a champ. I hated it. I still hate it. Shout out to Raymundo from Carnival Cruise Lines. If you're listening, I'm so sorry and I'm so mortified still. God. So, you know what? When I think of embarrassing moments, there none of them are safe for work. That's valid. But yeah. Are they safe for the pod? Safe for the pod? Are they safe for the pod? Well, Let's just say there was this one time I got caught at work doing things that you shouldn't be doing at work. Ma'am! <laughs> this is an office! <laughs> we're, I think I know exactly the situation you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know, this is, we're just, yeah, we're just going to leave it at that. We got yeah. caught doing things that we shouldn't have been doing at work with a coworker. That That's probably the worst. Don't yeah, do that. Don't, sh- do don't, don't shit where you eat. <laughs> barf <laughs> i hate that <laughs> euphemism god okay next question what's your favorite animal oh animal probably either cows or specifically like dogs but specifically either like bully breeds or like rottweilers like the so-called like scary breeds yeah the ones that like i hate i hate to use that term but i feel like that's the best term that i could use it's just like the the breeds that people perceive as like i have a soft spot for the breeds that people perceive as aggressive sure no like as an insurance agent you know we have to ask people about dog breeds and stuff and people will be like, oh, I don't know. He's a mix. And I'm like, okay, is he a mix that would be, like, considered a fake naughty dog? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. I'm like, I hate saying, like, are they an aggressive dog breed? Because I'm like, let's be honest. Like, it's not that they're, like, inherently aggressive. It depends so much on environment, like, how they're raised, et cetera. Like, you know, I hate asking, but yeah, like, is it a fake naughty dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, like with my with my dog that I had previously, rest her soul. Yeah. Shout out know. Daisy. We fly high, baby girl. Shout out Daisy, the deceased pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> Love her SM. Hate that. Hate that our humor is the way it is. So, but yeah, the... Okay. Well, I'm going to answer it first. You whore. Uh, sloths and dolphins. They're like my two faves. I have a... Oh, I forgot uh, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was like, what the fuck? I want to say my favorite animal. Like, I don't okay. care if you want to know. I'm telling you. <laughs> LJ does love a sloth. I do. That's like... When my husband died, as one does, I had like a quarter life crisis and I started bucket listing and that's something that like immediately I was like, oh my God, if I died tomorrow, I will have never held a sloth. So I like booked a zoo encounter like with haste and I went and I pet this sloth named Lady at the at the little zoo that could in Alabama, which is such a cute little zoo. And it was precious, and I loved Wait, her. That, and she's, I'm sorry, is that the actual name of the zoo? So it's 
it's a different name. I think it's like Gulf Coast Zoo or something. It's in Alabama. But the reason that they call it that is because they were completely like obliterated from a major hurricane and they successfully like completely relocated all of their animals and rebuilt from the ground up. Oh my and, gosh, I love that. Yeah, they're precious. And so everybody like affectionately calls them the little zoo that could. Oh, I love Which they're that. precious. Shout out them. Yeah. And then dolphins. Like, I just love a fucking dolphins so much. They just ee, ee, ee. Even though, like, my husband is still, like, convinced that dolphins are, like, capable of hate crimes. That's an actual belief that he had. He thought, like, all dolphins were rapists. So, like, shout out to <laughs> Ian in the afterlife who, like, hears me talking about this. And he's like, not the dolphins. Not the yes, dolphins. The dolphins. Still my favorite. Didn't you once drag him forcefully into a dolphin encounter and he was terrified? I absolutely did. I wanted to do swim with dolphins. He's like, I'm not getting in the water with them. They'll have the upper hand. They'll have the advantage. I'm like, what do you think is going to happen here? So we did like a dockside dolphin encounter instead. And I have never seen a man so uncomfortable around an aquatic mammal mammal in my life. I love it. <laughs> it was like God. a discomfort that was unprecedented. <laughs> like nobody else is that uncomfortable around freaking dolphins. They're precious. But he was. And now we can do next question. Now we can do it. Okay, next question. Okay. What is your favorite episode you've recorded so far? why Ooh, that is gonna be probably a oh god if i say the first one people are gonna think i'm a psycho dennis nielsen dennis okay. nielsen was was a good old-fashioned lunatic yeah that and one was so think shocking that, yeah and i think there was just so many twists and turns in that story yeah my particular favorite turn was when he was like Maybe it's just, like, somebody dumping their KFC in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, that was Sir. a good one. There was also, yeah. also maybe Eastern Airlines just because of the plane involvement. Which is super valid. Again, shout out Jack for that suggestion because yeah. that was just way up our general alley, especially Toto. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to shout out that episode just because of the plane involvement. Just because, right. like... How many times in our niche are we going to get an, a chance no. to geek out about planes? Oh my god, that beep was obnoxious. So sorry. But yeah, no, that was that was a good episode. I think my favorites, like, I hate being that person, but like, I really just liked our first episode. I liked researching it. But it was also just like a nostalgic aspect for me. It was the Robert the Doll Key West episode with mm. Robert Eugene Otto. And, like, as somebody who comes from, like, just this big family, like, I'm one of eight kids, we RV'd, and, like, that was something we were really fortunate to do, was RV, like, cross-country, I didn't really appreciate it at the time, we did, like, all these ghost tours, like, across the whole country, and one of my favorites that we've ever did was the Key West Ghosts and Graveyards Tour, shout out also them, uh, because that's where I, like, first bumped into this story and then like when I initially met my late husband we did like a Key West vacation because we were long distance 
And we did that ghost tour as well. So there's just like a nostalgic component. It's such like a classic, you know, Florida haunting story. And it's like creepy and close to my heart. And then also the Disney hauntings. Like if I got to pick a second one, just because you know how I am. And I love me some mouse country. (laughs) Love yeah, if, you can't, if you've noticed a pattern here, LJ loves the paranormal stuff, and I'm, I'm more of a serial killer person. Yeah, that's valid. I'm just always, like, so intrigued by stuff that it's, like, we don't really understand it, you know? Like, yeah. it just intrigues me. Like, I don't want to mess with it. I just like to read the spook spook, you know? Yeah, like, I just appreciate it. Yeah. Let's see. What's the next question here oh favorite movie and favorite quote or scene from that movie oh gosh favorite movie little nikki and now you're gonna see what a big horny bird looks like in hell <laughs> oh my god that checks out now <laughs> I feel like this came up recently and I was it on the pod or was it not it on was the pod? on the pod but it's gonna be in an episode that they actually probably won't hear for a little bit because this one's gonna come out first actually yeah so like no spoilers no spoilers no but. spoilers but no you guys spoilers. will hear it later yeah but li- yeah little Nikki and now you're gonna see what a big horny bird looks like in hell that's probably that. mine would be the school of rock with Jack Black I'm, like, still in love with Jack Black. I don't even care. Sorry, John. Peaches, 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 peaches. Literally. I'm, like, <laughs> I just love that man. It makes Not no sense. School of Rock, but. It makes no logical yeah. sense. I love him in Nacho Libre. I, saw- I love him in School of Rock. And I can, like, repeat the entire School of Rock movie. I'm, like, if I, if I like, had to pen, like, a favorite quote or scene. Oh, my God. I love that scene where <laughs> he's in the classroom and he's, like, being peer pressured into singing his song. And he's, like, okay, like, I, I guess, I guess I can share it with you. And he acts, like, all shy about it. But then he's, like, then there's fog and there's this and there's that. And he goes into this whole, like, elaborate song that he wrote about, like, his roommate situation and his band situation. You think you'll be just fine without me but you're mine. Like, I could literally do the whole song, but I will spare you. I will spare you, but I want to sing it right I, now. I, that it. was, I, I did School of Rock. I did love School of Rock. Yeah. yeah. I did but love thank School of Rock. You that was a great movie. Kick me out of the band. God, that's just one problem. There. I'm done. I'm done. Cut me off. Cut me off, bartender. All right. Love me some Jack Black. Let's see. next question next question question. maybe never ask me that again let's see something you're looking forward to covering later i'm starting to outline the the case of the girl who inspired the amber alert 
Oh yeah, so, I'm excited. Yeah, to hear. I know. In the I'm future, we've talked about doing some like destination episodes, which mm. I mean that might be like a little further out. I don't know, but like even like we have some cool places around here. Like when Toe visits us, like Saint Augustine, even and stuff isn't too far. Like I'm looking forward to that doing like destination episodes where we can like go somewhere haunted and report back to you guys yeah. or like yeah. Like, I mean, maybe even, like, go live at some of these places and stuff. I don't know. I just think that would be, like, such a cool concept. And, again, just, like, nostalgic because, like, I used to do that stuff with my family before the interwebs and YouTube and all of that was, like, really a thing. I mean, the interwebs were a thing. Not 500, but yeah, YouTube wasn't really. Yeah. YouTube wasn't a thing. Yeah. Do you have a spooky anecdote, a personal spooky anecdote? A personal spooky anecdote. Well, you know what? I think I've shared this one on the pod before, um, but I'll just touch back on it again. Yeah, when I was 16, uh, my friends and I made this Ouija board out of a piece of like, you know that, um, you know that like cheap particle board furniture? Yeah. We made a we made a Ouija board out of that and then we did the letters and stuff with like nail polish. Yeah. And we used a shot glass as the little movie aroundy thing. I, it has a name, I forget what it's called. Truly um, horrifying. Truly horrifying. And I will tell you some weird shit started happening. So we had like this was in my basement. And my basement was set up as like a party house. Mm-hmm. And there is a I had a Tupac CD in in the CD player. Fun fact about Toe, I have Tupac's entire discography. I love me some Tupac. And Tupac has a song that goes, da, 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 da. all you word I'm not going to say, die. What? And, yeah. And... So we all know the word I'm talking about if you're familiar with Tupac's discography. So, oh God, where was I? So yeah, so anyways, that song just like, so that song was like track, I don't know what on the CD. It was like not the first track, right? Right. But we're just sitting there one day in the living room. We're not even in the basement. And all of a sudden, this is after the Ouija board thing, all of a sudden we start hearing blasting from the basement. Da, 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 da. That, that all you blank die i hate that yeah super spooky and like a bunch of other spooky stuff started happening but yeah that would be my, my spooky anecdote hey, yeah that's a spooky one i hated it yeah, I guess mine's another one for like the don't play with Ouija boards thing. I I can't say it enough. Like I can't stand them. They're terrifying. If I'd known as a child, like how real and how dangerous they actually are, like I never would have touched them. I thought it was like Monopoly, but spooky. You know, like spooky Monopoly. It's not real. Like it's just whatever. yeah. But we'll, anyway, and they're marketed as a children's game. That's the thing, fam. Is like I was literally in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade or whatever. And this is something that was, like, provided by parents at a sleepover as, like, a sleepover game. Like, I I genuinely did not 
know any better, especially growing up in a generation that was like at the bust of Harry Potter. You know, if that makes sense. It just seems like another like spooky make believe, like whatever. You know what I mean? But I didn't think that it, I thought it was as real as Hogwarts, you know? Absolutely. He still waited on my Hogwarts letter for like a little too long, which is like a different problem. I was also very cautiously (laughs) optimistic on my 11th birthday. I was also cautiously optimistic about the red man from the pole for like way too long as well though like way too long but anyway so I'm gonna preface this with that like I'm not proud of the fact that like I messed with that stuff when I was younger but I'm thoroughly convinced to this day like you really can't change my mind that weird stuff has happened in my household like home from where I grew up I didn't even play with it there I just think bad energy like follows you and stuff you know but like weird stuff has happened in my family home and like just generally like if you get to know me get to know like my personal story I've just had like an abundance of very very bad luck Which is not to be like, whoa, pity is me or whatever. Like, my life Mm -hmm. is what it is. And I I make damn sure well, like, make the best of it. But point being, like, I just think that that opens up bad stuff, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So this story is a few years back. At the time, my mom and I were in a bit of a a rocky place, like, from a relationship standpoint. And... Uh I moved out at the time. Now, that said, like, that's, like, personal stuff. I'm not going to get into it. But we're in a great place now. So I'll just say that. Like, we have a really good relationship now. And I'm very grateful for the mommy-daughter glow-up, I guess. So appreciate that. But at the time, we were not in the best place. And so I moved out of, you know, my mom's house or whatever. And my mom has this photo of me that is, like, her fave she loves this childhood photo of me and like I love that she loves it and not to take that away from her because like so happy for her glad she loves it it's just not my favorite picture of me I feel like just as a child like looked so awkward you know and I just and I feel like probably you know like when your kids grow up I'm sure like that exact same like, you'll probably have a favorite photo that they're going to be like, ew. Ew. Like, what wh- mom, why? Put it away. And that, my that, mom, Yeah, go ahead. My mom, my mom has a favorite photo from my childhood. She forgot that it was picture day. This was, like, in preschool. She forgot that it was picture day. And she mm-hmm. sent me to school in, like, a sweatsuit. Like, those classic 90s, right. you know, sweatsuits. Oh, yeah. But she's like, that's my favorite pictures ever. I love them. Yeah. Like, still to this yeah. day, she's like, yeah, it's weird. She's like, we love those. Those are our favorites. And and that's kind of how this is with my mom. Now, my mom's also, like, a very devout Catholic woman. I come from a very devout Catholic family. And this photo is a photo of me in my communion dress, which my mom picked out. God love her. But, again, this would have been, like, very, very, very early 2000s because I would have been eight I'm a 94 baby. You do the math. So anyway, fashion then wasn't what it is now. And my communion dress had this like, it's almost like an oversized bib built into it. And I was just like, yeah, it was God lover. Like 
she, I love that she loved it. It's just not my favorite, you know, but with my mom, like looking at it with mommy eyes and knowing like how devout my mom is, I know that she looks at that photo and she's like, oh my gosh, that was the day that you received your first communion. It was so beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. I hear her like you're seen, glad you love it. It's just not my favorite, right? And, yeah. and I know how my mom feels about the picture and my mom knows, wait, I know how my mom feels about the picture and my mom knows how I feel about the picture, right? It's not a secret. Yeah. Like, it's kind of just like, oh, like, it's not my favorite. Like, I'm wearing a bib, basically, but like, glad you love yeah. it. So, um, but it's like a joking point, you know, it's not like whatever. But at the time, you know, we just weren't in the best place. We went to, I went to move out and this photo goes missing. I didn't know it at the time either because, you know, I mean, I was still like checking in with her and stuff, but my mom apparently for months was like very mad about this, that this photo went min missing. I mean, she looked all around the house. My family members helped her look. Nobody could find the photo. So they reached the only like logical conclusion, which was that like I was just kind of being a bitch and took that photo despite my mom, which like I would never do that. Like even if, you know, we're having a disagreement and we're just not in the best place right then. Like that's just not something that I would do. I know it's my mom's favorite picture. Like I'm not going to steal first of all, but I'm certainly not going to steal like your prized childhood photo of me like I, I would yeah. never but it just nothing else made sense like where would this photo go like nobody just like takes a photo unless they have a reason to and I guess like if we're in a family dispute maybe she thought that you know I was just being petty like I get it I would probably think the same thing right well this goes on for months my mom is like really pissed about it yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, my mom goes into her room and the photo's just there. It's just there where it always was before. And she Ew. knows it wasn't there before. I had not been home. I had not like visited because I mean, I was living pretty far away at the time. So, like, it's not like we wouldn't see each other, but my parents have two houses and so when I would visit them I was visiting them like at the other house there's literally no way that I would have been able to just like deposit this I was living like 13 hours drive away with kids yeah. you know what I mean like it, it wasn't happening so my mom was like freaked out by it like how does that happen and I didn't find this out until I told my mom something else that had happened to me which essentially long story short me and my child both had the same nightmare at the same time and i called my mom about it like super freaked out i'm like i don't know if you believe in like like what you believe in but this is what happened and i'm freaked out my mom's like well you know like i, I don't know what catholic doctrine is on it because you know like i said she's very devout catholic but she's like but you know i have experienced some weird things and I don't know if I've ever told you this but this is one of them and she told me that story about the communion picture and that just stands out to me as such like a bizarre thing like to me it just feels like some entity like knew that me and my mom were in a rough patch and was like preying on that like trying yeah. to like really turn the knife in that relationship and like make it worse whereas you know like that never happened or even would happen and it really like took something 
creepily that's like religious and really important to my mom and you know just like turned a knife in it it just creeps me out to this day spooky ooky super spooky ooky i guess let's lighten that one up a little bit and we'll just like round this off with like one last one that's on the list what is a pet peeve of yours oh god people <laughs> she says people are my pet peeve living breathing adult human people the worst um, honestly um i'm feral i'm feral and I, I, I don't i don't even know if i could pick a pet peeve i i feel like i feel like i have at least 80 that's fair like, I, I always have, like, two pet peeves that come to mind, like, immediately. Mm. And I know that you know them. It's Amish Reality TV and Bobby Flay. Always. Hate them. Okay. Do I know those? I don't know that I know those. Oh, really? I thought I feel like about it before. I feel like being from Amish country, I should be more peeved about Amish Reality TV than you are. Because the inaccuracy is so real. I don't know what it is about it. Just the whole concept, though, because I'm like, how are you going to have an Amish reality TV when the Amish, like, don't even do TV to begin with? Like, how did they find you, TLC, first of all? And so I will say, you know, there's a lot of, like, naughty Amish out there. Like, I live... You guys, I live balls deep in Amish country, and yeah. if you're from if you're from Pennsylvania, you probably know what area that is. We have horse and buggy parking at the Costco. <laughs> uh, I've been out that way, and there was horse and buggy parking at an Arby's, and I lost my shit. I was like, the Amish yeah. want beef. Oh, the Amish want everything, and they they love them some Costco. They uh, love them some well, all these too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just but you know, the, a lot of them like have iPhones and stuff too. Oh, this is news to me. I guess just for me, oh, yeah. like aside from the fact of like the initial conundrum for us, like non Amish, where like the Amish don't TV. This like is a conundrum. It doesn't even make sense. Aside from yeah. that, I just feel like it's a population of people. Like the whole premise, it's like this is a vulnerable situation where they're like yeah yeah, it's a vulnerable population they're trying to you know get out of a certain situation and we're gonna capitalize on their naivety for profit at their expense i just it's gross to me i just don't love that absolutely yeah and well (laughs) is this a pet peeve i think this is just an ethical issue (laughs) The good news is, is that it's all staged. God, that's true. But yeah, even just like hearing about Amish reality TV just sets me off. Same thing with Bobby Flay. I just think he's gross. Like, beat Bobby Flay, really? Are we that arrogant that you think like you can go into like a black community or Hispanic community or an Asian community and be like, I make better pad tie than you. Like, get your white ass out of here, Bobby. I am sure. To be fair, I was not on the up and up because that was a thing that Bobby Flay did because I haven't heard Bobby Flay's name mentioned in, like, at least 15 years. God, apparently it, like, really struck a nerve back in, like, the early 2000s because I'm still upset about it. 
okay yeah no that is gross behavior like I will acknowledge that I was not aware that was a thing yeah. Bobby Flay was doing I will never um, forget like when John and I first started dating we were having those like early relationship talks you know what I mean like oh what's yeah. your pet peeves with this that and he I was like oh what are your pet peeves and he was like oh I just like you know I don't like it when people like can't like communicate about like their issues or like if they need something but they like don't let you know what they need and also like I can't stand it when like we're out to dinner or something and like somebody's on their phone the whole time like I don't care if you have to like check on your kid for a second but like yeah, I just that can't is stand annoying. yeah and I was like oh shit I he was like well what what are your pet peeves and I was like honestly like your answer was so thoughtful and all that like I had ready to go was Bobby Flay and Amish reality tv so like I'm sorry I have a good pet peeve okay I thought okay, of one okay. now aside okay, just people in general and maybe this also isn't a pet peeve maybe this is just a regular I don't know but when people just talk out of their ass about any particular topic like this is something that happens around me a lot now for context and, and I hate saying this because I sound so arrogant but I'm just a person that has a lot of random information floating around in my head about a lot of niche topics. Right. Um, yeah, it's just who I am as a person. And and I don't claim to know everything, but every once in a while, I will hear a person just talking out of their ass about a topic that, you know... It's like, I you feel, don't know about that. You yeah, act, you're acting educated. like you know about it, but I know that you don't know about it because I yeah, know something about that. It, it's... It's the mansplaining. Like, I worked in, I don't think I've said this on the pod before, but I worked in agriculture for seven years. So, specifically the dairy industry. And so, uh, you know, I, I know my way around a dairy farm. I know what goes on. I know the, you know, I know what the production looks like. I know what the, what the regulations are, you know, things like that. And the amount of people that try to mansplain dairy farming to me, because, because people look at me and they don't think, oh, farmer, you know, and, and they're just like, yeah, well, this is how it works. And I'm like, no, bro, that's not how it works. Like, just stop that. And oh my God, and planes, people try to mansplain planes to me all the time, because it's also a topic that I happen to have some knowledge on planes. Yeah. Be like. You know, you know, like, you know that planes, like, crash all the time. And, like, they're so unsafe. I'm like, bro, planes are literally the fucking safest. Get out of here. Planes are life. Planes are life. Planes are everything. Couldn't get through an episode without mentioning that planes are everything. God, so glad we squeezed that into this one. (laughs) Would have been a travesty (laughs) had we not touched on that. He, he got a touchdown on the planes. No pun intended. Yeah. Get it? Touchdown, like a like a like a plane landing. I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Thanks. Okay, this was supposed to be a quickie episode, and somehow we're <laughs> like forty minutes of bullshit. So I guess I hate we'll- that. I know. Ew. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to this. I know it's not like our regular content, but we we just figured like. You know, the researching cases is what takes so much of our time. So doing an occasional little, like, Q&A situation or just, like, keeping it lighthearted and, like, whatever would be a fun way to just to get to connect with you guys a little bit more often. So, yeah. Toto, you want to wrap it out with our socials? 
Yeah, and also I just want to apologize for any background noise, you guys. This was like really impromptu, and yeah. we're literally recording this like in the middle of our everyday lives. We're not even in like our potholes. We're like in our cars. So um, yeah, th- this is like feral recording, honestly. Yeah, but just for absolutely. funsies, you know. Just for funsies. But yeah, you know, check us out on all our socials, guys. You know the deal. We're on Facebook. Say Psycho right now, a true crime and paranormal podcast. Did I get it right? You did. And I will just say, like, as a general rule, if you go look for our link tree, I would say that's the easiest way to find us. Like, our link tree is published on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your preferred social media platform is. Our link tree is in the bio. I think it's even, like, linked to our podcast episodes on most platforms. So just follow the link tree. Everything's there. Sorry, I got distracted by a plane. Um, wow, that's on brand. On brand for sure. Um, yeah, but the link tree is great. And also go check out our store because our merch is really cute. It is. Like, I wear it everywhere and get so many compliments on it. And I get to be like, thanks, need it myself. Except not really because Savannah Shenanigans designed our artwork. So shout out to Savannah always. She sure did. Love her so much. But anyways, yeah. So we're going to drop this pretty much ASAP. And yeah. uh, this weekend, you guys will be getting, God, what are they getting this weekend? The Body Brokers. Body Brokers. That's right. Yeah, our Patreons already have access. We dropped it a little early. We're recording this on Thursday, and we usually drop for Patreons on Friday, but we got it out a little early to you guys this week. For the rest of our little fam fam, you non-Patreon public people will be getting it on Monday as scheduled. So As scheduled. Perfect. All right. Well, love you guys so much. If you didn't think this was trash, comment below. Also, if you think this is trash, like comment below still. Like that's valid. We'll stop. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, hate, hate the the algorithm don't recognize hate, baby. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Love you guys so much. Toodaloo. Bye. Okay. Perfect. Oh no, did we perform a fuckeroni?